Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning to you today. Coming to you from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. Once again, um, I think today will be the last day in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Um, possibly we might touch on it tomorrow, but uh, either today or tomorrow, I think we'll finish up 2 Chronicles 7, 14 and uh, move on somewhere else. However, I do think we could camp here probably for five more years and just mine the little gold nuggets that uh, that we find. So we've been talking about revival in recent weeks and praying together, I hope, Psalm 85, verse number six, will you not revive us again that your people might rejoice in you? And um, we've been talking about revival has the the, the word revive in the Old Testament has the same basic characteristics of more abundantly or the abundant life that Jesus talks about in John chapter 10, verse 10. So if we're not living life more abundantly, an uncommon uh, life, excess life, um, life to the fullest, then we're living a substandard Christianity and need to be revived. So we're on this journey because we want God to revive us. So 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 14, here's where we are. If my people, which are called by my name, that's the people of revival. God's people, not unsaved people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. So if God's people, called by his name, will humble themselves, that's brokenness, pray, that's selflessness, seek his face, that's earnestness, and turn from our wicked ways, that's holiness. Those are the prerequisites for revival. And that is what we call setting our sails for revival. We're positioning ourselves for God to blow again on his people, on his church. And then the promise of revival is, I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive your sin, and I'll heal your land. So a couple of days ago, we talked about uh, hearing from heaven, and we looked at some hindrances to our prayer that... Um, uh, may cause God not to pay attention. That sounds crazy, but when God said, I will hear, it means to pay attention. So there's some hindrances in our lives that causes God to not pay attention, and we want to be aware of those and turn from those. So he said, I will hear, I will forgive. Then yesterday we talked about the difference between redemptive forgiveness and relational forgiveness. Redemptive forgiveness is the forgiveness for the penalty of our sins. Jesus did that work on the cross. Relational, um, relational forgiveness is when we confess our sins. John was writing in 1 John. He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that has to do with our fellowship with the Father and with our fellow man. <clears throat> so God said that he would 
um, hear from heaven and he would forgive. And then he said, I will heal their land. That's the third blessing of this promise of revival. Now, back in 2 Chronicles 7, 12, it says, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer. Solomon spent like almost a chapter praying. And God said, I've heard your prayer. Wouldn't that be awesome for God to come to you and say, Hey, psst, I've heard your prayer. And God said, I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Now listen, when I shut up heaven, God says, I'll be the one to shut up heaven. Not if, but when I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land. You mean God will, God said, I will command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. In context, God says, when I shut up heaven, that there's no rain, command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sins, watch this, and heal their land. Why? Because the land needs to be healed when God shuts up heaven and there is no rain. When God commands the locusts to devour the land and God sends pestilence among his people, that land needs to be healed. And then the next verse, God says, here's how the land can be healed. Humble yourselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from your wicked way. Now that word heal there, God said, I'll heal your land. It, it just means to make healthy. It comes from the root word, Rapha, and you've heard Rapha. One of God's names is Jehovah Rapha. It means to mend by stitching, to cure or repair. So God said, I will cure, I will repair, I will mend I will make healthy your land if you will meet the prerequisites. Now, in 1 Kings chapter number 18, verse 1, there had been a three and a half year drought slash famine because, <coughs> excuse me, Elijah had told Ahab it's not going to rain or is dew going to fall until I say. So if you read the story of Elijah, it didn't rain, did not rain for three and a half years. So now you get to 1 Kings chapter 18. And God speaks to Ahab. God speaks to Elijah and says, Present yourself unto Ahab, and I will send rain. And that's that famous passage where um, Elijah calls Ahab and the false prophets of Baal in the groves for a showdown on Mount Carmel. And each, uh, each side had opportunity to call down fire from heaven. And they said that whichever God sends fire from heaven, that'll be the true God and we'll serve him. So you know the story. I got to expedite real fast. Uh, all day long, the false prophets cried. Nothing happened. Elijah said a simple prayer. God sent down fire from heaven. And then verse 41 of 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah said, I hear the sound of rain. Go tell Ahab, basically, go tell Ahab to eat and drink and be on his way. And then he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and Finally, um, go back and read it in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. Finally, the Bible says that a great rain came upon the earth. God fulfilled his word and sent a great rain. Listen, it had not rained for three and a half years. Remember 2 Chronicles 7, 13? When I shut up heaven and there is no rain. So the Bible says a great rain came. Now, fast forward to the New Testament, James chapter 5. Uh, James was concluding this writing. We, we, we read this a few 
weeks ago in our celebration family. James 5, 17 says, Elijah was a person just like us. Well, actually, verse 16 says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful in what it can achieve. Elijah was a person just like us when he earnestly prayed that it wouldn't rain. No rain fell for three and a half years. He prayed again. Listen, God sent rain and the earth produced its fruit. Stop. The earth had not been producing fruit. Why? Because it was not raining. Why? Because God had shut up heaven. And then when a righteous man prayed, God sent rain, and the Bible says the earth produced its fruit. Specifically, Elijah was on Mount Carmel. Carmel means garden land or fruitful. Listen to me carefully. So Carmel, fruitful, had been fruitful for many years. There was no rain. Fruitful stopped producing fruit. And after three and a half years, rain came and immediately fruitful, who had been unfruitful, began to be fruitful once again. Bam! What are you saying? What I'm saying is we need God to reign on us spiritually. We were created, born again, to produce the fruit of Jesus Christ. And when we're in a season and we're not producing fruit in our lives, we must humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, and turn from our wicked ways that God would send spiritual rain in our lives And then we who are fruitful, but have become temporarily unfruitful, are fruitful once again. Hallelujah. That is awesome. See y'all.